On this episode of Industry Relations, Rob and I talk about inflation, housing, and heading into the revolution. Let's go. This is Industry Relations, a podcast that's at the intersection of real estate and technology from an insider's perspective with Rob Hahn and Greg Robertson. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Industry Relations. Uh, this is obviously your co-host, Rob Hahn, the notorious ROB. And with me is my other co-host, the fabulous Greg you just, you like, you just love saying that now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I got, now it's more people are fucking coming up. Yeah, I'm going to get t-shirts made for you, the fabulous Greg Robertson. <laughs> You know, it's funny because when I was when I was a kid, I was always into magic, right? And you can see I've got yeah. a couple of magic posters in my um, my home office here, and like I was like, you know, like the you know Carter the Great, yeah, you know, the amazing Alexander, you know the you know whatever those kind yeah. of things. Yeah. The fabulous. I'm not sure if I've I've seen a magician that was called the fabulous. I think you know. Do you remember the old Johnny Carson? Uh, the the yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, Cardini or. Karnak or something. Karnak, the great. Karnak, Karnak. The great, right? Yeah, Karnak and he had the big hat. Yeah, and he would go. He would like his whole thing was like he'd say the punchline first, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's like zucchini, and then yeah. he'd open it up. And, right. Yeah. yeah. So I think you need to get that hat, Greg. I need to get the hat. Okay. The turn. And then we should do a whole episode around fabulous, the fabulous Greg. The, as 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 the fabulous Greg right. Robertson. Mendelsohn. That's right. Uh, so there, you know, there's there's some stuff to talk about. I think since we're recording this on a Wednesday, which is a little bit out of you know, because uh, you're going on a fabulous vacation. Yeah, I'm going on a fabulous vacation. Yes. Um, but uh, so I figure the biggest story is the fact that inflation numbers just came yeah. out today, and it was a doozy. <laughs> Nine point one, baby. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> The data is already old when it gets here, right? But of course, um, it's a lagging indicator. Right? It's a lagging indicator, but holy shit, what an indicator! And I, you know, yeah. some of the stuff I've been reading is that it was they're blaming a lot on housing. Yeah, on housing, right? So, as they should. But what's weird about it is I think the nine point one blaming on housing is still too low, right? Yeah. So I just did a little little quick thing. I found um, uh, a website through like this video I saw called Trueflation. And they compute, you know, sort of the inflation numbers a little differently. And they're coming out with like housing is up 12.4% year over year. Wow. <clears throat> the official inflation is talking about like 5.5%, right? Because they use this thing called owner's equivalent rent, which is total nonsense, right? But, you know, uh, so based on that plus rent, Trueflation was talking about like 12.4%. So, you know their actual number. In fact, let me look it up right now like, as we're sitting like Jimmy here. Car or like it's Jimmy Carter. Era. Yeah, basically, basically. So I figure it's just a matter of time before um, bell bottoms come back. All right, truth inflation, ten point four five percent, which isn't that bad compared to nine point one. I mean, it's not that far away. But then housing was twelve point one nine, right? And that's with some of the drops of recent because the housing market's been in flux ever since the Fed started raising rates, you know? Um, so, yeah, I think housing is going to be a big, big driver of it, which is why I'm just like, dude, inflation is not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, and uh, and, to, and again, to keep on the thread of like, I, this is not investment advice, but, you know. That's right. We are not investment advisors. Yeah, But I will say uh, a good buddy of mine who's, 
you know, financial dude, turn me on to these kind of I bonds, right? That you can get through uh, Treasury right, Direct, right. Direct, which you know are paying right now at nine point six two, and you know I can only imagine what they're going to be because they're adjusted every three months or something like that, or That's every right. six months. That's um, right. Now they're limited to buy it. You can only buy. It ten thousand yeah. dollars per ssn but holy crap um yeah i think i i think i know exactly what i'm getting my nephews for uh their birthdays it's a couple I, I mean, you know, back. yeah it's it depends on their time horizon is right you could just buy them bitcoin and they'll be they'll be better off yeah okay. yeah <laughs> let's not go down that rabbit hole buddy I, I, i'm looking at my coinbase account i'm not sure exactly what yours is looking like but it's almost as uh it's uh well, a 401k account isn't doing that well either. Right? I was going to say, it looks a lot like my uh, my uh, Robin Hood, you know, so I'm like, hey, equities or, or crypto, either one, you know, you're getting crushed. Um, but yeah. in either case, like, I, you know, housing, I feel like you know, it's, it's absolutely true. Housing is the driver of inflation, right? It's the sector that is the most sensitive to interest rate changes. And obviously the Fed's raising rates. Thing is, it's impossible to... Like prognosticate, I mean, I've been on financial Twitter the last couple of months. I feel like just trying to learn and trying to ask questions and debate, and you know, so like here's here's the here's the question, right? Will home prices actually fall? Right. So you know, like uh, Mike Simon, our good friend Mike Simonson, yeah. does great research. Yeah, he's just he's showing doing a great job. I mean, his YouTube yeah. videos and yeah, picked it up a notch for sure. Yeah, he really is doing some phenomenal work. But the stats that he's showing are stuff like percentage of listings um, that have price reductions, right? It's like way up. Uh, the amount of inventory like is really oh, yeah. climbing, yeah. right? Um, and yet- Well, there's your answers there, right? I mean, they, they are, if they're, the, the amount of discounting is going up, right? So- well, well, that's what I'm saying. Here's the weird thing. So you're like, you'll see these charts that'll say like, sales are down 12%, you know, 13% year over year, right? So a number of transactions are down. Uh, inventory is way up. You know, the amount of uh, listings with price reductions is way up. Uh, days on market is up, you know, all kinds of stuff. And then year over year, sale price is up 19%. Yeah, okay, that's true. But but again, when did this last, this the, the, the 75 basis points just take effect? That was a month that ago? That was uh, last month. Okay, so a month ago, right? So, I mean, we really haven't seen... We haven't seen the effects of that yet, right? So, you know, you're seeing the first five months, and then and then it's only been a month here. I, I think you look three months ahead. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you're going to start seeing something there. You know, another guy that I, I love that does great work on this is that uh, Ryan Lindquist. He's like the Sacramento appraiser or something. Okay. He's got a okay. Twitter account, and he's he does a phenomenal job. I think I even cited him in my book. Okay, I need to I need to follow him. I yeah, I think and I've he seen puts him. out the same thing for like the Sacramento area, but it's uh -huh. to me kind of a microcosm, and and to me, Sacto is a little bit different because you get a lot of the Bay Area people that were priced out there that have moved, sure, you know, kind of more inland in inland um, of sure. California there. But he does it just like you know he, he has, but it's very focused on the uh, those kind of markets. But he does a sure. great job of showing them stuff, and he's showing exactly what you're talking. What Mike is showing is that's a lot of uh, price cuts. Right, yeah. and inventory going up, and uh, and again, but we're only, you know, I, I would, I would, I guess it was actually less than a month that 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 they just announced that, right? And and then it's the weird part about it is now you're also saying that it just it was like at six, and now it went to like five seven five or five yeah, five. Yes, when we talk about mortgage rates, right? Yeah, yeah, right. 
Yeah. And they're, they're going to be headed back up, but still. Um, no, so I think the, the idea there is uh, inventory and listing price cuts are like leading indicators. Right. Whereas closed sale price is a lagging indicator because a lot of those contracts are signed, you know, 60 days ago. Right. Right. Something like that. And then the other thing real quick, uh, the other thing I was reading is uh, a lot of people are getting out of there. They're, yeah. You know, they're walking. Right? Yeah. 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 The cancellations, like yeah, the buyers. That's you know. what I was looking at. I don't know if the buyers are walking or if they're just like, they're no longer qualifying. Yeah. Right. Because the things have changed. Um, I, well, I suspect, could be either way. You're right. Right. But what I mean is it's not like buyers choosing to walk away. It's more like buyer thought he had a, a loan and he doesn't. Right. And now he can't afford it. So right. stuff like that. Uh, we're, it's unclear right? without a little bit more data. Thing is, man, like <clears throat> even with the price reductions, I'm not seeing the list price be lower on a year over year basis. Right. In no. other words, yeah, yeah, if yeah, a yeah. home was 400 last year, you oh, listed at 450. I mean, what, what, what was the appreciation last year, right? Exactly. 20%? 20%, yeah. yeah so and, you have a long way to, to, to crawl, to, you know, crawl back from that, right? Right. Then that, that's the issue. So I'm like, okay, I know that the inventory numbers are up, but what's up is the amount of inventory that has come on the market, right? In absolute terms, we're still below like two months, three months. Mm -hmm. Now, what they're saying is, look, we went from like three weeks to two months, right? So right. it's this huge increase, but we're still not, you know, not uh, at six months inventory, for example. Well, or it, but but again, right, again, it being only, uh, you know, less than a month ago that the, the rates were high, and there's talking about another 75 basis points coming up pretty soon. Dude, I think it's going to be another 100. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's... After this print, because yeah. it's going to be 100 bips. Yeah. So... That's going to be crazy, right? Sure. So, you know, so what are we looking at the end of the year? I mean, it's funny because all the predictions, you know, being at the different conferences last year, what is 2022 going to look like? And basically the, the prediction was it's going to be, you know, not as, not as crazy as mm -hmm. 21, but still appreciates mm -hmm. everything else. So far that's playing out. I think though the 23, you know, you're going to start seeing all these things kind of building up. And that's when you're going to see uh, a lot of things. But I think if I was looking for a home right now, I mean, you know, you have to buy, you know, I think October-ish to me feels like we're going to, all this stuff is going to catch up a little bit, especially with the last one. And then the effects of the new one, um, you know, if it comes out before that, we'll see. I don't know. So here's the thing, man. Like one of the things that I've, I put, I put out a post about this. I put out a couple of tweets about this. The thing that I'm starting to wonder about is like, what what do we consider as normal, right? In other words, the people are, okay, the current housing market is totally insane, right? Uh, Logan uh, Motoshami, who's the chief economist at Housing Wire, you know, he has this thing uh, like savagely unhealthy housing market, right? So mm -hmm. he's really, he's been pushing for like much higher rates, you know, to try and drive demand down and then, you know, get the housing market back. Um and I'm like, okay, so what, what's, what's healthy? You know, there used to be that a balanced market of six months of inventory, right? But I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's really a, a useful metric, right? Yeah, so, I mean, again, you know, two things, right? We're still at historically low interest rates. I mean, the first condo sure. I bought was like close to 8%. Sure. Right? I mean, so it might have been more than that, right? So right. 
we're still low on that, right? And 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 you don't want to. I don't want to say this as like this is going to kind of be this, you know, panacea or not even that. Just you know, a, a catch-all. But I mean, the pandemic really did change things. This work from home movement really did change things. You talk. I mean, other things you read like uh, Mark Andreessen. You know, he finally he fundamentally believes that the work from home movement is just going to change the country. Of course. And, and I think housing, I mean, what's in, you know, what's the H and W F H, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is part of, is the big part of that. So um, we're dealing with some stuff that, you know, we, it's unprecedented. We haven't seen it before. So it's going to be hard for anybody, I think, to predict. And then, you know, if, if you're saying, and I think this is correct, that, housing is one of the big things that's an inflation driver and the whole kind of housing industry, the whole way we think about homes and everything else is changing. Shit. Who knows, man? Yeah. I mean, who knows what's next? Because yeah. we're, just, we're in, we're in uncharted land, right? We have no, but, you know, here, here's right now. Here's the thing I want to bring up. So I think months inventory is not a useful metric, right? The, uh, you know, whatever, uh, the number of transactions, not a real useful metric. The only useful metric that I could come up with is price to income ratio, right? Meaning, what's the median income right of a of an area or of a country or what have you, and then what's the median price of the home, right? <clears throat> so, like you mentioned, when you first bought your condo, you know rates were like double digits, right? Well, it was high. It was double digits, like eight, right? You know, eight. Okay. When was that? Do you remember? What year? What year yeah, did you buy? Probably two thousand ish. Two thousand ish. Yeah, 90, so two thousand ninety. So here's the thing: like all through the eighties, so I, I I did some studies. I went and like looked at some numbers. All through the eighties, the price to income ratio was below three, right? And then between, I think it, it might have been two. Actually, hold on, let me let me pull this up because I wrote about this and I was like, this is unbelievable. Um, well, I, I, mean, I, I mean, this isn't exactly why you're looking. This isn't exactly yeah. what you're talking about. But they were talking about for the median income of a person in Miami. Yeah. They would have to spend 86 of their income to afford the medium priced house there. Some, something ridiculous like That's that. That's crazy. Yeah. So, crazy. so this is, let me, let me just share this. Uh, I think we can see this, right? Yeah, I can see it. So this is the chart. I know it's a little bit hard to see. I want to see if I can blow this up. All right. So all through the 80s, right, which is when boomers were effectively buying houses, right? Because, you know, boomers were born in the 60s. They probably came of age. So 80s is probably when they were starting to really buy houses. Look at this price to income ratio. It's like two, right? So if you're making 50,000 was the median income, then a house was 100 grand. All through the 90s, it's below 2.75 or so, right? And... The reason why I bring this up is if you look at like um, HUD guidance or federal government kind of guidance as to what's affordable housing, there are like three, right? Mm-hmm. Three to one is about kind of affordability. All right. 2000, early 2000s is when you first bought your home, when I first bought mine. It's kind of right around that three mark, right? So it's starting to be expensive, but, you know, very doable, right? And then you got the bubble, right? That's, and then you're going like at eight when the bubble, you know, eight and nine. When, when well, it, it was four, right? So right. bubble at the height of the bubble was under four. And then we dipped for a while. 
And look at this, man. We're now at five. So like 2010 on, it's just a fucking... It's a fucking mess. We're at yeah, five. Straight up. I mean, you know, uh, the slope is incredible. Yeah. Right. So I bring this up because I said, okay, if that's the case, and we're going to go with median income, you know, ratios, right? What, what should be the price of a home in the U.S. nationally, right? And it was this. I'll highlight this. Home price would have to drop by 50%, 48%, right? Because the median income in 2022 is uh, $71,300, right? Which means that three times that, the median home price should be 213 Right now, it's 400 yeah. 408 And that, but that, you know, to be honest, I mean, not to be honest, but just that number, that median yeah. price home, that number's been crazy for the past three years, right? I mean, correct. Before, it's just like correct. it's made jumps that it's never been ever done before. Correct. Right? Uh, you know, yeah. like 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 this, right? Ever yeah. since you know pandemic. But thing is, like, it's not like homes in 2019 were affordable, right? Right. Like within the industry, we were having like huge amounts of angst and agita over like 2018, 2019. Millennials can't buy homes. Homes, you know, housing affordability is a major challenge. We're talking about that then. And if you look at the chart, man, like you can see it, right? Yeah. You can see it. Well, homes this, weren't affordable since like 2009, right? Yeah. I mean, and then you can look at it this way. I mean, again, you, you, you know, People want to take things, take credit when things are good, and then they don't want to take credit when things are bad, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, but you know, in a sense, if 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 home prices of, is what is really the biggest factor in inflation here, right? Then I mean, it's not Biden, it's not Trump, it's not, it's really the pandemic again. It's just an offshoot of well, the way that this nation and the work from home. You know, no, I mean, look, if, how if, are changing, right? if you're I mean, me, if you're an Austrian like me, then you just go, it's because the Fed money printing, right? Which has flowed into things like asset price, which is so why, so why did they do that, right? I mean, again, they were doing that as part of the pandemic. No, that no that, that's been going on since the, uh, since the dot-com burst back in 2001. Right, is when they first started money printing, and then they accelerated more after the GFC. But I mean, after the past three years, it's just oh yeah, no, the the straight up into the right was yeah. the pandemic. But I'm saying if you, so in fact, I have the money chart. Ah, I'm gonna share again, right? Remember, uh, we got listeners here too, right? Just listen I know. Up. Hey, listener, you should get on uh, YouTube and and check this out, <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> but right, so you're right. I mean. In the past two years, it's this. Yeah, but it's if you bad. look just generally, man, since 2000, look at this orange line. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, if you're an Austrian like me, then you say, look, it's, it's, about the, it's about the money printing. However, I think this is, it's not about fault like Biden, Trump. I, it's, it's about the Fed, right? If you're an Austrian. If you're not an Austrian, then it's about supply crisis, this, that, and the other thing. All I'm getting at is, all right, as we think about house prices, there's all these people, the rates are going high. Look, with 9.1, when the, when the Fed hikes rates by 100 bips, you know what I mean? like, yeah. mortgage rates are going to be like six, five, seven. You know seven? What I mean? Yeah, totally. But I mean, again, still historically low, right? I mean, it's not historically low unless you're just referring back to the 70s and 80s, right? 
Because we just went through like 30 years where mortgages just were like around six. 70s, 80s. Right. Were, I mean, you know, I, I mean, we were kids then. Let's put yes. it that way. You and I are old now. So, yes. yeah, it, it depends on what you mean by history. Um, but point is like, okay, it's going to really reduce demand, blah, blah, blah. And then the thinking is this should drop home prices. Right. And we're right. seeing a little bit of that, but not the forty-eight percent it needs to be. As you're that's saying, that's my point. If you're right. using that's the, my point, if you're using that particular metric, that issue, you, you're you're saying that metric is what you think is. A lot of people think it's income. Well, I guess that's the same fucking ratio. <laughs> <laughs> that's income ratio. <laughs> I just I fell in the trap there, Rob. Yeah. No, but it, it's 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 real. So I'm like, I don't I don't know what it is. I'm not saying I I know what that metric ought to be, but it would be cool to have somebody. Like come tell us like what is the metric, right? Yeah. But if it's not price to income, fine. It's it's this other thing. It's uh you know percent uh compared to stock market. Yeah, I've heard like percent of paycheck or I mean I've heard some some things out there, but we could, yeah. we could probably find that out. But yeah. I think the ratio is not a bad one to use for sure. Because we have data about it going back a ways, but so we could talk about it's about monthly payments. But it's like anything else. These anomalies, like this happiness, like you're showing that last two years of just the insane, yeah. you know, um, straight to the right, up into the, the right. right, up into the right hockey stick, you know, thing. It just kind of blows away all those, <laughs> you know, those kind of metrics you would use anyway, right? It's like, like you know, I, uh, and I've seen some articles about this, how like every AVM out there is just sucks <laughs> because nobody, nobody could ever factor in yeah. the craziness that's going on here. So yeah. all the math and algorithms that you've ever used before are all just throw out, yeah. the, throw them out because they just, they don't make any sense anymore so, because we're in an unpressed, you know, God, an unprecedented. So, no, you're right. And we are in unpressed, but here's, here's the challenge and the question, right? Okay. I think you and I both agree. Home prices are not falling by 50%, right? No. Like, because the price reductions we've seen is still off of a very high base. In other words, like I listed at 450. Oh, I'm going to cut it to 440 and I'll drop yeah. it to 435. Okay. When it finally does so, it'll sell for 410. Yeah. Okay. That's still whatever higher than it was. It cost last year. Yeah. Right? I don't think that we're seeing a trend that says, you know, last year my house were 400. This year I'm going to have to sell it for 350. I don't, we're not hearing yeah. that yet. Right. Well, okay, but there's there's two sides to your metric, right? Yeah, there's the price and there's the income, correct? Yeah, so let's talk about income. Let's. That's right. that was kind of where I was going next. You're yeah. like, read my mind, because after the June CPI print shows that real income went down by four percent. God, and the corporate profits are just rising, rising too, right? Uh, you know, we'll see. But right now, man, the the street, the the fin tweet. Twit community that I'm following, they all think corporate profits this quarter is going to come in horrible. Right. It's going to come in terrible. Yeah. Right. But, you know, oil and gas profits are probably still up. You know, like certain certain companies are oh, doing yeah. very, very well. They, they're, they've been taking advantage of this as far as they can get, right? Uh, hey, man, I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go there. You know why? Because the other sector where we're going to show really strong profits is housing. Hey, everybody. I'm so excited to announce our inaugural sponsor of the Industry Relations Podcast, Note Router. Um, Note Router was launched back in 2018 by Nick Goff, and they had the mission of reconnecting real estate. Um, Note Router is an all in one email and texting platform designed exclusively for real estate. 
Uh, Note Router syncs with your membership database to make communicating with your members easier and more effective. Believe me, your staff is going to love you for this. If you're an association or MLS and you want to do a better job with communicating with members, really look no further. Um, they've just launched a brand new website. It looks fantastic, by the way. I'll put the URL in the show notes. It's NoteRouter.com. Go there, take a look. You'll find everything you need. Once again, thank you, Nick. Thank you uh, to everybody at Note Router for sponsoring the Industry Relations Podcast. Rob and I truly appreciate your, your support. Real estate agents have made a shit fuck ton of money. Well, they, they're, they're, again, their median income has gone up. And that's because of, again, the, the, the craziness that has been this home market. Um, not because they've... Uh, or, you know, raise their commissions, anything. It's just the freaking appreciation of houses have gone bananas. And Fine. That, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, before, just, we go, just, before we go throw rocks at oil and gas companies, I'm just saying, yeah, the yeah, yeah. last two years have made enormous profits. Right? Yeah. So let's not throw rocks. It's not, it's not just like greed or whatever. It's, oh. It just is what it is, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm not, you're not getting me to not hate on the fucking oil and gas. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, you need to get a Tesla, I think. Uh, no, I, no, no. <laughs> and then you won't hate the oil and gas company. Was that much. About, what was Robin Sonny's model that they had? And I'm like, oh God, here we go. The model um, three? Yeah, model three. That's what I thought. Um, well, all right. So here's you know, the thing. Hold income, on. Just like, I fucking hate all this, right? Because, like, you know, can't things just change so much that you can't use the history you know, to, to kind of guide you because it's just, it's just different now. Yeah. I mean, God, it's just, you know, it's so, it's so on, you know, it just, it, it gets to a point where you can't use your, your own wisdom because it's based upon things that don't exist anymore That's or right. change so much that it's, that it, it's, it's invalid. Right. That's right. Um, and, and it just becomes, everybody becomes a pundit. Everybody becomes like, because it is just a fucking guessing game of trying to predict the future. And it, it, that's, that's impossible to predict the future. Um, we, you know, we put something happens. Okay. Well, we understood, I think we understood what happened in the housing crisis, you know, the great recession, and we put some guardrails into that. So that will never happen again. But then this other thing, the pandemic comes up and work from home and that just, how do we fucking account for that? And then what's the next thing going to be? And what's the next thing going to be? I mean, it's just, Oh my God, it's, it's, you know, Cats sleeping with dogs. I mean, it's just it's just crazy. <laughs> I mean, can, can 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 someone can you know? I just want to. I want you know my mommy and daddy. Sometimes, yeah, you, you just want to slow down a it's little bit. Something, right? I yeah. mean, can't can't everybody cut? I mean, you know, the, the haves and the have-nots. There's some people have just made way more money than they've ever have because sure. of some. Story. And there's other people that are kind of struggling. I don't know about you, but I mean, I have a wide demographic of friends. Right, I mean, you know, I, I, I'll bet you mine is wider than yours. Yeah, probably. yeah. <laughs> and it's you know, it's tough out there for yeah. a lot of different things, and and yeah, uh, and and the other side, it's just that you know, the other side is just eh, whatever they're they're going to ride this through, you know, whatever it's going to take. Yeah, uh, I don't know. No, just, I don't know what I'm saying here, Rob. I'm just you know, it's just like, mommy. <laughs> I get you, man. I totally get it. But you know, our I think our task really is to at least try and provide some thoughts. I wouldn't even call it guidance because I don't think anyone can provide guidance. Not, not either right? one of us. I, I think we can, however, provide some thoughts. And the thoughts are these. When I look at, okay, home prices aren't, we've agreed, 
right? Home prices aren't going to get back to affordable, right? 50% drop in home price, home value. If, if, if income doesn't come up, right? And we know it's, that's it's just, yeah, it's not going to happen. All right. So maybe home prices come down 20%. Are incomes going to go up 30, 40%? There, I don't see it. Like there's no, I, I just can't imagine. Well, you know, we, we talked about this a little bit and, 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 you know, the scenario is this, right? So we always thought the scenario was going to be, and what is it? Ray Dalio? Is that, is that his yeah. name? Right? I was yeah. listening to him and I read that principles book a little bit and, you know, it talks about like these, these things that happen yeah. and these waves of things that happen. And, yeah. and it could be that we're, we're heading into a revolutionary kind of thing where, yeah. Well, you know, not, it's not like workers unite and we're going to get the pitchforks and we're going to get the, the guns and the axes and we're going to, you know, capitalism or, you know, going to go after the robber barons or whatever. I don't know, man. Yeah, if you look at what's going on in yeah. Netherlands and Sri Lanka and Italy. Okay, I, I'm saying this to the wrong fucking person. But listen, let me hear you, hear you out. Okay. The yeah. other thing that I was saying before was this could be a quiet revolution. Sure. Right? And, and, and the thought process behind that is like, oh, that's what you're going to pay me? Fuck it! I'll make YouTube videos and just right. live my uh, live in the means that I can do, where I don't have to go work for you unless you're going to pay me a decent wage, right? That's right. I've heard also on uh, I forget which podcast this was is that um, oh it was uh, Kara Swisher talking with um, the guy behind uh, uh, Real Desk, uh, Adam Sorkin or not Adam Sorkin, but uh, you know, one of the guys in New York Times. Yeah. And, you know, talk about, you know, some of his friends were making a lot of money on Bitcoin and that's taking a shit. And now I put my resume out because I'm not, yeah. yeah. you know, I'm not, I'm not making money anymore of that. So they had to kind of go back to a regular gig. Right. Yeah. So this, it, 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 it could, it doesn't mean we could have this, maybe we could have wage increases because not because there's, you know, barbarians at the gates, right. Wanting to like, you know, forcibly do this, but this passive thing where it's like, I'm not moving. I'm not getting off my ass unless you guys are going to pay me a decent wage. Sure. And maybe, maybe there's a bit that might happen there where corporations and companies are going to have to do that to kind of get uh, people back, back in jobs uh, and, and, and to pay them a decent wage. It's possible, but, and, and I hope that, look, let's put it this way. I, I hope that if there's a revolution, it's a quiet one. Right. Because right. we don't we don't want the loud ones like that's well, very, I'm going to your house, man. I think we were talking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, come on over, uh, <laughs> Jen. Pack the kids. We're going to Vegas. <laughs> that's right. And uh, before you come, though, we're gonna need some. Uh, we're gonna need you and Jen to go to the range a few times. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I need a lot of practice. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's like what I think about there is like, can companies afford to pay more? Right. Absolutely. You think so? Oh, absolutely. Like, why? Why do you think so? Do you think companies just are flush with cash? I think a lot of them are. Yeah. Hell yes. I mean, who? Oil and gas. How about, let's okay. Just start. Oil and gas can afford to pay more. Can like your local pizzeria pay more? Because small well, business is a, is like eighty percent of jobs, right? Is it? Yeah. Small okay. business is a big driver of employment, right? So like 10 or fewer employees, we're talking like pizzeria, the local dry cleaner, you know, the whatever, the auto mechanic, right, down the street. We're not talking oil and gas, Exxon Mobil and, you know, fucking Facebook, right? Like those guys don't. It's, it accounts for 80% of jobs. I, I, I'll look it up. Hold on. Yeah. I mean, that just sounds a bit off, right? But okay. Small business. I mean, I think the percentage. government's probably 50% of the goddamn. 
All right, let's see. Small business employee. I'm sorry, it was I totally overestimated. It was forty six point eight percent. Yeah. Um, so like half, right? Um, I, I mean, could those guys really afford to pay more? So I don't know, and I think the the answer is it kind of depends on what they do. So here's my overriding theory and thesis, right? I think because of inflation, because of you know incomes, because of all these things, um, we're moving down the Maslow hierarchy of needs, like just as a community, right? right. So it's the food, you know, energy, housing. Um, the security, like the real important things, those are going to be much more important. And then, you know, we'll go up from there. A lot of our, the companies that are out there are pretty high on the Maslow hierarchy of needs. I'll give you an example. Yesterday I had, uh, I went worked out, you know, and um, had a real pain and, you know, and I went to the massage part, massage place, right? And got a sports massage. And I'm thinking, you know what? If I were like one of my friends who aren't, you know, who are in a different economic, like there's no way, like that's out the window. Like that's yeah, gone. No, you, you're a, not a deep right? tissue charge. No. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that. That is not on the agenda when gas is, you know, $180. Like it's just not going to happen. So I don't know that the small business really have pricing power. I don't know that they could go, Hey, you know what? I'm, we're very sorry, but we got to raise our prices by 30% because I got to pay my people more. I don't know that they have pricing power like that. Restaurants, another one, like if I'm between, pay the electric bill or buy groceries. The last thing you're thinking about is let's go out to eat. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, that's my concern. So it's again, I have my whole idea and your business owner, right? You know, this, I don't think business owners sit there and go, how can I screw my employees as much as possible? I don't, I think business owners go, how can I reward my team members yeah. for helping me be successful? How can I pay them the most you know, while still keeping a profit for myself. So if I'm not giving people a raise, it's not because I'm some greedy, like mustache twirling capitalist, right? It's because I can't afford to, I can't pay you and stay in business, right? And I think a lot of our small business, a lot of our companies have products or services that are way high up on the hierarchy of needs. And they're just not, I, I think I'd be really screwed. So I don't know that we're going to see the type of wage improvement, right? Right. Unless we see a huge pivot. In other words, as an example, there's still kind of a labor shortage in construction. Right? The trades, so to speak. The trades. Yeah. So it's like, we don't need any more social media marketing managers. That's high up on the hierarchy <laughs> oh, of needs. Uh, influencers, right? Right. We might need a hell of a lot more roofers. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm, it's interesting you say that. It's like, I, I, and again, this is a little bit of a first world problem. Also, it's I'm I'm getting some work done on my my VW. My I have a yeah. 59 bus. Yeah, and the shop over there is fantastic. I love going there because I love you know those classic sure. cars and and he has got work come out of his ears, but he doesn't have like guys that are yeah good mechanics. Yeah, right. And you know he'd pay them a lot of money because there's a lot of guys out there like me that want you know, their, their cars worked right. on and are right. added or, you know, tweaked to, but, but those kind of jobs of like, you know, people, you know, kids want to be a social media manager rather than right. like you know, fix motors and stuff. Right. And, and there's, there's a lot of money I think to be made in, in the trade, so to speak, as you say, huge, right. Yeah. Huge amount of money. It's just, can they afford? So it's, it's this really weird pivot point that I think we're going through. 
the sad part of it, I suppose, the the it, the unfortunate part of it is, in that transition, there are going to be a lot of. There's just a enormous amount of pain, right? Um, and to bring it back home, like I just saw a report uh, that NAR put out that you know now the membership numbers up to 1.5 million. Like yeah. they added a hundred thousand people last month or something like that. And I'm like, I don't know that we need 1.5 million realtors. I think we could use a million roofers right? and of like 500,000 realtors, right? That pivot, because I feel like our new economy is going to require that, that's going to be enormously painful and really disruptive, right? And that's kind of what I think about. And at the same time, okay, if those types of real jobs, working with like real world oil and gas, food, you know, energy, uh, commodities. Like we need more people mining fucking iron and lithium and fewer people doing spreadsheets, right? So the world needs fewer of you and me, okay? Yeah, no <laughs> it shit. needs a lot more of like plumbers and roofers. Well, yeah, I mean, then to put it closer to home, I mean, you know, we were at uh, restaurants, right? Or in yeah. any service organizations. I mean, I we were, where were we? I was taking my daughter... We went to Golden Spoon, right? Mm -hmm. Get some yogurt. She loves to get some yogurt there. And they had a little sign on there. It says, you know, we are, you know, we're short staffed and like everybody else. And please be nice. That's right. Because, you know, they're having trouble. Like, you know, a lot of restaurants, a lot of other hospitality places are having trouble. People still want that service that they got pre-pandemic. It does right. not exist. Does not but, they, exist. but they're going, but they still you know, have a heart attack because they don't get their goddamn, you know, salad within, yeah. you know, 20 minutes or within yeah. five minutes or whatever of ordering. That's whatever. right. And, That's and right. it's, it's, and you're right. You know, can, what, what's it, it's, it's a good question to ask if that salad that costs, you know, well, fuck salads, I don't, you know, $15. If we, if it was 20, um, is you it worth better service? Better <laughs> service? <laughs> right. Maybe at some point, you know, somebody's going to start doing that and people are start going to that restaurant and like, OK, yeah. well, we made this work. Right. Yeah. Um, but, but here's the thing you said people are going to start going to the restaurant. No, no. Wealthy people are going to start going to that restaurant. Yeah. The ones who are higher up on the you know hierarchy of needs and they're like, I want a nice salad. I don't mind paying 20 bucks or 30 dollars for a salad. And that's what's happening. Right. Like, you know, today. I'm living in Las Vegas, man. You go to some restaurants here, you can get great service and great food. It ain't going to be cheap. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> $35 for a Tangeray and tonic, man. I think I did that once. Yeah, it's $80 for a steak. Like, it, 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 is, it is what it is, but that's what yeah. it takes if you want that service, yeah. which means that most people aren't going to that restaurant. They're not going to SW Steakhouse. They're just not, right? right? Especially when everything else costs more. So bringing all of this back in a way, the 9.1 thing, it really concerns me for this reason. Um, and yeah, it's it's a lagging indicator, right? So leading indicators are things like appointments and listings and, act, you know, like uh, uh, activity, you know, like showing time probably, you know, has all kinds of data, you know, that's a leading right. indicator, right? Right. Um, one of the leading indicators is new construction, right? Home builders are seeing this sharp drop off, Right. And the rate, their borrowing costs just went up, right? Or it's going gonna, it's gonna to go up, right? Because the Fed's going to raise rates. So it's like a lot of builders apparently are backing off from building homes, right? And I'm going, wait a minute. So let's get this straight. 
housing is the biggest driver of inflation. Because we have high inflation, the Fed's going to raise rates. Because the Fed raises rates, home builds are going to stop building housing, which then makes housing prices go up, which drives inflation. I'm like, am I getting this right? Like, right? Am I? And who's that? Who's that gal that was talking about her? Her thing is like, well, get ready for the. There's going to be too many houses for sale. Ivy Selman. Yeah. Ivy. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that's a whole other thing, right? So it's like, are they stopping because there's going to be too many houses in the future? Because, you know, during this ramp up, everybody started, we started building again, which we didn't because, you know, the Great Recession and all that. And it's like, what, yeah. build a house? You want me to build a house? Yeah. You look yeah. at the market, right? Yeah. But now it's like caught up with us. Another reason why. Yeah. Um, again, it, it goes back to like, I want to just go into the corner in a fetal position and suck my thumb. <laughs> Don't don't do that. Go take your vacation, get your mental break, and then yeah. come back to a strong. But it's I don't know how brokers and agents are navigating this market, right? I, I don't know how anybody anybody's brokers and agents hell how yeah. anybody's navigating what's going on right now. Good lord! I, I mean, I I assume the smart people out there are making money hand over fist. You know, they're shorting the shit out of stuff, and then they're gonna just kill it. Balls, man. I mean, I just saw, heard a report that Ray Dalio, speaking of Ray Dalio, yeah. like he's not just an author, right? He he manages the world's largest hedge fund. I heard I, I heard somewhere that he has like a ten billion dollar short position on a variety of European companies, right? Because of these macro things, so he's expecting these European companies just fucking tank. So he's gonna make a fortune because he's shorted them at whatever fifty, and he's gonna oh, close man. it out at five. <laughs> he's gonna make a fortune. That's what I heard. Uh, so I, I imagine the short players are just, I mean, the wrong, it's like, I, I've said this before. I like to play craps, right? And I hate wrong way betters. You, you don't like the dark side. Anytime they show up at the table, it's like, oh God, this guy. Yeah. Just what a buzz. You know, here's the thing, man. The most money I've ever made playing craps was playing dark side. Oh God. You, 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 are, dirty, a perfect, you are a perfect. You no, know, but here, uh, you feel dirty. You feel bad. Like oh, you place your bets and you walk away from the table because you don't want to be around. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, you're exactly you are you are exactly a wrong way better. Absolutely. If I were an investor, I would probably be doing a lot of short strategies. There, there's very little doubt about that. You know, but I feel bad. <laughs> no, cry away to the bank. <laughs> it was one of the reasons I don't play craps anymore. If I do, I, I only want to go play with the player. Right, it's more fun Good. that way. Good. But um, I don't know. Like I don't. I, I guess I'm just wondering. What are the messages that are being put out there? And I know the associations and brokers are hiring economists and having them come in and tell their agents, like, here's how you should help your clients understand it. What are, you know, and I've seen some messages like, hey, you know, it's time to pick up the phone and call people and blah, blah. I'm like, like can you really say, like, so here's a question, right? Is this a good time to buy or sell? I mean, you know, it can't be both. Right? Can we agree? It can't be both. Right? <laughs> I think, I think, you know, it's, it's getting the buyers to move. Um, and this is the same kind of things for the sellers. I mean, I was just watching something on YouTube. I think it was on those lab code agent site. Right. Mm -hmm. And one of the guys from K KCM was saying, uh, which I love, they do a lot of great content on this stuff. It's like, listen, right now, feds raise the interest rates, you know, by, by 75 basis points. And we're starting to see some homes that are, um, cutting, um, you know, reducing the price of their home. And they're also saying that they're going to raise interest rates. Right. Yeah. So yeah, the time to buy is now. 
Yeah. Right. I mean, that's an argument I think that, you know, realistically an agent and a broker can make to somebody, Hey, it's going up. We know that the interest rate's going up. You're going to be a different situation now and you're getting some price reductions right now. So, you know, yeah, but now, then maybe, maybe now is the, I mean, maybe now, right. But here's a converse. Okay. But if I buy now and then prices keep dropping, I'm now underwater in three months. Well, yes and no. But I mean, again, there's two things there, right? There's the decreases in prices and then the increase in, you know, the, the, the right. mortgage rate. So, right. you know, so, if you so waited and you, you know, okay. if you'd waited, well, now I'm, I'm at, I'm at five and a half or 5.75. It's now at seven. Right. Well, I'm out of the, I'm, I'm out of, you know, any house that I could have bought back when I, you know, back now. No, because the home price starts just continue to drop. In other words, it, the, right. the fiduciary responsibility pitch would be, you should buy now because it's a home you love, right? Money's not going to get any cheaper. It's going to get more expensive. However, if you buy this, understand that you may be underwater in six months, right? So Correct. don't look at this as an investment. Look at this as this is your family's home, right? Well, I mean, don't look at this as an investment in the short term. For sure. Right, right. In the long run, like after we get past I mean, this. look at the goddamn charge you just said in the long run, you're cool. Exactly. I mean, every time I look at those things, like I should have never sold a piece of real estate I bought ever in my life. Oh, I, I agree. Yeah. Except that what I sold was in New Jersey. So I, I think you should sell every piece of real estate in New Jersey. <laughs> it's fucking New Jersey. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Sorry, New Jersey. <laughs> Sorry, New Jersey. I love you. No, I don't. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. So I, I guess I'm kind of curious how they have to manage it because it's just really chaotic. Because here's where things get even worse, right? As I think the last time we talked about the economy, I told you, I think the Fed is bullshitting. I think that like, they might do a 100 basis point raise this time. And then I think they pivot right back. They go back the, I think they go back to cutting. Oh, jeez, no way. I think they have to. They don't have a choice. Right? There's a lot of reasons why uh, they just can't keep this up. The, the United States government goes bankrupt. We'd have to default on our bonds. Like it, it just it won't happen. So I think they're going to have to pivot back. So now imagine you're the agent who said, hey, you know what? Rates are going to go up. You should buy now. So they do. And then the rates come down. And home prices, I, it, it's just crazy. Right. I mean, again, going back to Ray Dalio, if I'm pronouncing that right. You are. One of the things he was saying in this this uh, interview I saw was that if you look at like, and we were talking about revolutions and, and big cultural events like that, um, the biggest drivers are that of when you look at that person, when you look at that country was inflation. Like, look at sure. look back at Germany. Sure. I, the, you know, Deutsche marks were flowing through the streets. Nobody pick them up because of, you know, it was just didn't matter. Right. And it gives, those are the times that these demigods and these, you know, these fascists kind of yeah. come in when the people are, you know, at their, their weakest point and they're, um, you know, you, you just, you look at those kind of things and you think just of recent events, you know, back in yeah. a couple Januarys ago. Yeah. Of you know what what can happen when the when you have all those things. So I think, yeah, a government could say, you know what, we're gonna this is a financial whatever, and this is gonna be you know painful for a little bit. But I mean, you know, the 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 alternative is we're setting ourselves up for that exact type of um, you know situation to happen, and that means the country itself's gone. 
right? So, so what what happens? I mean, I'm I'm I'm, I'm dipping a little bit into the the dark pool of Rob Hahn here with that. Yeah, that kind I, of I was gonna say, Greg. I mean, you're yeah. about to go on vacation. I mean, do, do you do you want to go to walk down the dark path with me? I don't. <laughs> I'll let you know from Mykonos, man. Okay. <laughs> uh, but you know, on the on the dark path, I'll tell you the other thing. Because um, you had mentioned work from home, like changed everything. Yeah, I'm like, yes, it did. But what do you think? The I think the biggest change of work from home was it basically took that price to income ratio and threw it out the window. Meaning, geographic arbitrage used to be something you only did when you retired. Like you know, I live in uh, uh, whatever uh, La Jolla, yeah, or whatever, yeah. And then I retire and I move to St. George, right? So I sell my house, that's 2 million, and I buy the same size equivalent house for like 200,000, right? right? Work from home made it where everybody who has a laptop job can do that. Yeah. Right. So I think these crazy local markets like the Florida's, the Texas's, you know, the Austin, Tampa, like, I think a lot of it is that, that we took, in the past, it was like price to income, like it's local, right? Like yeah. your job is in Chicago, you got to live in Chicago, so your income is a hundred thousand. But right uh, now, I'm going to move to a state. Uh, yeah, know, benefits me the most because of my taxes. Yeah, whether, yeah. Know, gonna, yeah. I moved to Florida, and you know what? Oh, okay, this house is worth a million. Okay, well, that house would have been two million, so I'm selling my two million dollar house. And I think I have no proof of this. Okay, other than. Some of the right wing people I hang out with in Nevada and Arizona and Utah and other places. But no, but dude, there's a lot of anger and sort of this stuff building up against these out of staters coming in with a lot of cash. Oh, and sure. So, yeah. And it's it's not at a point where, you know, it's really, but, you know, I just finished watching Yellowstone season four, and that's kind of a subtext in that series, right? This, you know, native Montanans with the Californians moving with their money. There's a bit of a tension there. I think we're, so, we, I'm starting to hear a little bit about that out of like Florida and Texas and Tennessee. Well, I, I know talk of people out in Boise, right? I mean, they, yeah. like things were like, you know, give you some tips, like um, don't, you know, remove your California state license plates from your, your car. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just, you know, just little tips and tricks before you move. Yeah. In here. Cause yeah. everybody in Boise is, I mean, Boise is one of those markets. Yeah, that just went fucking nuts, right? That's right. This is before the pandemic too, right? It just started ramping. People are moving out there. So uh, I, yeah, now th I don't know what happens with that, but I could see that being an issue, like along the, you know, if things get worse, right? I could see local residents, if you will, starting to be yeah. like, "What the fuck?" Remember the Picasso thing, right? You know, yeah. you know, hating yeah. on like you know, uh, this is a soulless house or whatever nonsense. Yeah, but that was happening in like Napa, right? Right. It was like basically millionaires protesting millionaires moving in, you know, because they weren't rich enough. Like it, but if that starts to happen in Tampa, if that starts to happen in, mm -hmm. you know, Houston, if that starts to happen in Dallas, like it's a it's a slightly different game. Well, yeah, it's it's another it's another version of eat the rich, right? I mean, yeah, this, kind of. this, the, the the revolution or whatever you want to call it, kind of thing. That, yeah could be under the surface and then all of a sudden it just takes one match right yeah and yeah boom. and hopefully man you're in a dark mood today hopefully none of this is gonna happen i don't it's know gonna, yeah. yeah no i'm, I'm kind of going down I'm, I'm heading down the rabbit hole man i, I don't know. really you yeah. need mykonos you need white sandy beaches yes. i need i need sandy beaches and uh a lot of turquoise waters 
turquoise yeah. waters. Yes. I, I don't know what color Greek seas are, but I, I think it's probably pretty, pretty nice. Oh, it's gotta be cool. Like that. It's gotta be. Cool yeah. Like that. yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, this is a really bad economic report. I think macro is one of the hardest things to try to understand. I think it's really hard to understand with respect to housing because I feel like housing has been so out of whack. There's been no rhyme or reason. And, you know, I have my theories, but there are just that, just theories, right? Yeah. And, and it's, this is all in the, this, all this thing is going on with the industry itself, with the commissions and the yeah. lawsuits. Yeah. And, you know, um, disruption all over disruption all over it's just uh what you know every year i say this like what a fascinating time to be here in this (laughs) area right (laughs) just don't know what the hell is going to happen there's always that's why we don't we we never have nothing to talk about true these things like what are we going to talk about today it's like true now it's 51 minutes in (laughs) yeah (laughs) and we were about to start talking about militia movements so we we can thank the fabulous greg uh for that (laughs) darth fabulous is what uh, that's right (laughs) but you know you're the happy one so i I think i'm not i'm not happy with you seeing you going dark i i I think i'm no no no, listen a week you know nine days in greece i'm gonna be fine dude so awesome cool we need Luke Skywalker back so that yeah. could be, you know, Darth Sidious or You're whatever. Not my father. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, listen. Uh, I don't know if we came to any conclusions or whatnot, but uh, I don't think you can, right? So let's see if there are any takeaways. See if we could, we could pull together a takeaway. Okay, I think the takeaway for me is that the fact is that I'm frustrated. There are no takeaways. We can't, you know, it's like everything is, everything's so different. You can't even learn from history sometimes because there's nothing to, to look back upon to say whatever. I mean, I know people say, you know, uh, you don't know his, if you don't read history, you're not going to know what's going to happen next. Right. Sure. But God, it's, it's hard to find, um, you know, some, some things that we know to look out for to, you know, next time. Oh, don't have a pandemic next time. Okay. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I mean, what, what the hell does that mean? Right. Yeah, to me, the takeaways, there is no takeaways, right? right. I think my takeaway is history doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes. Yeah. Right. So the current crisis result of money printing. So therefore, it's going to end in a similar way to all past his uh, episodes of money printing. So what's that? That's not a good thing. I mean, look, we're going to end up resetting. That's all, you know. Uh, we're going to end up resetting. Until then, it's going to be choppy. It's going to be a little, little wanky. Um, and I think people just have to figure out, like, what's your take on it? Because there's no right answers. You, know, you have to have a take, though. You can't just, especially if you're an agent, you're trying to advise people with, like, the biggest purchase. Like, you got to have a take, man. You can't just be like, hey, you should just buy now because mortgage rates are at historical lows. Like, you have to be able to temper it with, yes, buy now, mortgage rates are historically low, but understand that you might be underwater in six months. Right. Don't fucking come back and blame me. Right. Don't be right. buying this house it's a as an investment. Problem, though. It's a short term yeah. problem. Yeah. Don't be buying this house as an investment. Buy this house because you love it. You want to raise your family in it. You know, and don't and you know, nine times out of ten it ends up it'll end you'll end up in the black anyway. So yeah, you know, over the long haul, they're not making any more land. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I heard a great saying, um, and I'll end with this. Uh, I think it was Kiyosaki, um, who was on a sh- program, he said. He doesn't like the Fed, like me. But he did say the Fed can't print gas, they can't print food, and they can't print real estate. 
So buy the stuff that the Fed cannot print. I was like, that's yeah. There's there's an angle there that's interesting, right? Yeah. yeah. So, all right. With that, let me wish you a, a wonderful, happy vacation. I can't wait Thank to you. see you when you get back with uh, photos. Hopefully, next time you'll have to oh, show us some just photos. Check the Instagram account. The gram's gonna be blowing up, buddy. There we go. Gram's uh, gonna be blowing up. So I don't know that we tell people what, what's your Instagram handle, Greg? Fabulous Greg, Greg. Robertson. All right. Yeah, follow at Greg Robertson on Instagram for his fabulous Greek vacation photos, and uh, and I'll see oh, you when you get there. If I do, you order a Greek salad in Greece, or just does when you order a salad, it comes that way? You just order a salad, I would imagine. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's like order like how do you order French fries in France? Yeah, no, again. you just order fries, right? Yeah, sure. A yeah. Manhattan, in Manhattan. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and uh to everyone who's listened to us ramble we thank you for joining us and uh we like to thank our sponsor who is still around no router oh my god we almost forgot but uh i know that we talk about them in the end but thank you note router you have been a fantastic vr charter sponsor love note router if you're an mls association looking to better communicate with your members run to no <laughs> run right now <laughs> Thank you, no router. Thanks, everybody. Take it easy. Peace out. I'm so excited to announce our inaugural sponsor of Industry Relations Podcast, Note Router. Note Router was launched back in 2018 by Nick Goff uh, with the mission of reconnecting real estate. Note Router is an all-in-one email and texting platform designed exclusively for real estate. Note Router uh, syncs with your membership database and makes communicating with your members easier and more effective. Your staff will love you for it. If you're an association or MLS that wants to do a better job of communicating with your members, look no further. Uh, Note Router has just launched a, a new website. It looks fantastic. It's noterouter.com. I'll put that information in the show notes and take a look. Again, Rob and I want to sincerely thanks Note Router and Nick Off for uh, sponsoring this uh, episode of Industry Relations.